You hear you that, so guys? Pretty. You look so pretty, Amy. I do? Yeah. Thank Let's you. Let's see that background. I want to see it. It's you just like, like a, it's just like that. This room. It's like a mishmash of things. You're you're giving us like Mother Teresa right now or something. Because it's <laughs> because first of all, it's so fucking cold in Texas right now, and my little my little office is connected to like the guest casita, and the air is you have to go in there to turn it on. And when I got down here, I realized no one's turned the air on in this casita. So I'm in like a 45 degree room right now, <laughs> but honestly, it's going to keep me awake for this pod, I think, because I'm real tired. You want to tell Cass, do you want to tell everyone why Jamie's in a 45 degree room right now? Yeah, I guess I kind of have to. Um, look, uh, those of you that are listening or watching, um, this is our everyone. Second- <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to delineate that there are people that watch and people that listen. This is our second time uh, recording this particular pod. You know what's like the most fucked up about it? Sorry to cut you off so quickly, but like. I deserve it. I deserve it. We never do this. But like right when we finished the podcast, we were like, you guys, that was one of our best shows. We literally were like patting ourselves we're like it, that was just like we got we were funny we were vulnerable we were like insane it was a top five pod 100 it was a top five pod it's that's been the hardest part so what what ended up happening <laughs> is um normally me me and jamie record our end on our cameras and then we get robs on zoom um so i have to record on zoom and then i have to record on uh, obs which is a program that records my camera angle but What uh, happened was the Zoom did not save. Um, I normally record both. And then we hear a little thing that says, now recording. Um, Which I really do think we heard. I don't think we did. Because I, you know how I know actually we didn't? Because when we just did this one, I had to click something when it said, this is being recorded. Mm -hmm. And I had to Mm -hmm. click OK and like got it. You didn't get that last time. I didn't get that last time. What, What probably ended up happening, because when I... What I think happened when I hit record here, another button comes up that says, do you want to record on the cloud or the computer? And I probably just didn't hit that button. And so what ended up happening is uh, at the end of the show, after we were all like, man, yeah, especially after we did a like a stinker a couple of weeks ago, we really fucking nailed this pod. We had great questions. We were getting into it. Like Jamie said, we got deep. We were funny. We were vulnerable. And then we remarked about uh, on it about each other's uh, performance, how great it was. <laughs> and then I go to I go to click on the uh, Zoom at the end where it starts showing me that it's converting the file, and then it just doesn't pop up. I'm like, huh, that's weird. Let me go to the Zoom file, you know, and see where the folder is, and see if it's just. And I go there, and there's nothing. And then all of a sudden, now I'm faced with, I have sh- just panic. First of all, panic because automatically i'm like i just i just fucking lost the show and it, it was our a best good show, show ever our, our i'll even say it's a top three show yeah and that yeah. guys is including like our uh, the perry caravello episode <laughs> joey diaz christina p any of these big time fun guests that we had we were just i think it's we were flowing it's safe to say it was our best zoom episode ever oh yes 
it was our best. We were all filing, firing on all cylinders. Um, and so this is our second attempt. This is, you guys were so gracious to come back a couple of days later and make time. I've actually prepared a written apology. <laughs> Great. So if I, if you guys would just indulge me, I just need to get this off my chest. So I, cause I, that night I didn't sleep. Okay. You shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Uh, you know what's funny is like Rob didn't respond to the text where I said I fucked up. Like I didn't record. Rob didn't respond. It took him for a like minute. Almost an hour. And that whole time, yeah. I was like, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's not that mad. But like <laughs> in my head, I thought you were just like this. Oh no! You no. mean at me, Jamie? Right away, she was like, "Don't worry, it happens." This is it doesn't a, it's all happen, fine. but I was trying to make you feel better. Now, okay, Jamie, you're t- you're going back on everything you said. <laughs> I'm happy I made you sweat it out, but you want to know what I was really doing? Playing video look. games. Take a look. There it is. Yeah, I was playing Mario uh, Mario, Mario. We're gonna Kart have to hours. retell some of the stories that we told because they okay. were good. They yeah, were we good. Get, apology first. Let me do the here's apology. here's the thing. There's parts that we we have to get back into because Kasim said one of my favorite things he's ever said uh, out of all the episode. Okay, wait, I just want to say, up, like when you talked about your uh, uh, ah, see, and now now you're back. Remember that whole bit we had? No one's gonna get that now. We had a whole bit where we pointed to the ear. No one's gonna get that. When we do this, it means we're losing you. No, but it was a there was a natural thing that happened, which was. I cut out and Kasim went, Rob, <laughs> yeah. Rob, I'm losing yeah. you. <laughs> it's like, like he was air traffic yeah. control. It was, there were so many organic, hilarious yeah. moments. You guys will never know how good it was. Um, and for that, I would like to read this apology. Okay. I'm uh, listening. I wanted to take this time to publicly apologize for my actions this past Tuesday, as you know, at the end of our scheduled podcast, I could not f- find the Zoom file. I'm nervous. I could not find the Zoom <laughs> file, which is needed to create our episodes of the Pajama Pants podcast. Jamie, I know and respect that as a mother, you have better things to do with your time instead of re-recording what was a top five, <laughs> our top three episode of the <laughs> The amount of empathy, wisdom, and insight you provide to this podcast on a weekly basis is priceless and immeasurable and can only be outshined by your physical beauty, which I would simply <laughs> describe as perfection. Oh, God. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. I wanted to also extend this apology to your husband, Cutter, mm. your eldest son, Bo, and obviously Jack, who some could argue needs more of your time. <laughs> Robert, my friend, my colleague, my heart, my dolphin, my actions (laughs) from this week are inexcusable. And I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to shift other competing (laughs) friendships ahead of ours. Your straight to the point attitude, while it is cutting, (laughs) is such a breath of fresh air amongst my phony L.A. liberal Although you don't des- <clears throat> although you don't have <laughs> although you don't have nearly as much going on as Jamie Lynn, 
I know you value your personal time, so I wanted to express my deepest regrets for not properly recording our podcast. Oh, Captain, my captain, your leadership and commitment to this pod is a testament to your tenacity. This pod would not be thriving if it wasn't for your deep love of friendship and money. And although you are in the city (laughs) you love with no return flight booked, I hope you do indeed come back to Los Angeles, even if there is nothing here for you now. And finally, (laughs) I want to apologize to the Pajama Pants audience. Mm. The thought of your ears never getting the opportunity to hear the magic that was made this last Tuesday (laughs) fills me with a sorrow so deep that only Davy Jones will know it and understand. Only Ed Harris from the abyss will understand how far down I've fallen in the depths of despair the last few days. You all have been with us every week for over two years. And although this is the first time this has happened, I promise you all, it will be the last. With that being said, I have Perry Caravello on a veil to take my spot moving forward, should that be the will of the people. No. If you feel the need to further humiliate me, please reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. Thank you for your time. <laughs> oh, is this I- just a promo? Was <laughs> this just a plug? <laughs> you can find me at Kasim G on Twitter uh, and Instagram. That's my apology. I hope you guys accept it. I do. That was beautiful, but I do want to unpack all of it. So when did you write that? Like, I want to know. So, okay, we all say, like, you wait an hour. I say, hey, it's okay. I was playing video games. And I uh, I let you know it's all good. Don't feel bad, babe. I you know the 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 way that we run things. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. To be honest, you know. Um, I, I I wrote that apology during a rehearsal uh, about three four hours ago. Um, in between uh, shooting, so I I hope uh, I, it wasn't as eloquent as I I could have made it if I had more time. But it, it was really deep deep into the heart it. of I could yeah tell. yeah it was. It was from from my soul, so I, I hope you appreciate it. Can you give me the repetitive thoughts going over and over in your head that you weren't able to sleep that night? Well, it was it it was more so. Uh, I just felt like I I wasted everyone's time because it's not it's it's easy for us to do the pod, but like logistically, it requires. Uh, yeah. A synchronization of three people's schedules, and two of us are busy, and uh, not not the easiest thing to get together. You know, every week Rob takes charge, our captain. He says on Sundays usually he says, "When are we going to do the pod this week?" And then the you know it's kind of up to me and Jamie when we can sync. And then you guys usually wait for me to do it after work, which I appreciate. But the whole thought was like all that just out in the ether, just a waste, you know? And it was more I so have like, my side recorded. And I have my side recorded, but it, it but would just, just be, the audio, right? No, we have no, the video. Have video. We just don't have your video. I just or don't audio. have your video. Yeah. Oh, we, I wish I knew that. I would have, I would have done it on my own. You just play, <laughs> you just play you and Jamie and I would yeah. fill in exactly. You would where remember I was. what you said. Well, oh, yeah, maybe none of we this can... is off. None of this is authentic. This is all rehearsed. And, yeah. you know. We can offer that up maybe as like a one day as like a, as a special treat for the, uh, the listeners, you know, where you can, you can like fill in or VO your, your bit. Yeah. Anything I could do to make up for your mistakes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. So, um, you know, it's, we call ourselves a professional podcast. And, um, even when you're a professional podcast, you come up against, uh, things like this and we're, we're not immune to it. So 
but we were we're here today and you guys made yeah. it happen and I, and I can't thank you enough and um and sorry to Gabby who's having to edit over and, the weekend. And then it's a fourth person that I'm inconveniencing because Gabby who usually edits the pod on Thursdays is now having to do it on a uh Saturday. So um you know that's it's just a complete inconvenience really is what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop agreeing uh, with me, Jamie. <laughs> I, so we, I was watching what, by the way, Pete, like, you know, a lot of our fans came from your mom's house. Christina P is probably listening right now. She says she listens every week and she texts me. So I know she really does. She texts me about, she's like, Oh, you said like who, when, whenever we say something on the show and we're like, we can't say who that was. Like <laughs> I get a text from Christina P and she's like, who was that? Like, <laughs> you know, she wants to know who the person is, but on uh, YMH, they did a thing. And by, if anybody who's not watching YMH, I was going to say is lately, they've been unreal, like just so good. And um, they did a thing I want to steal from them like last week where they did like, if, if so if Cass, Jamie, if Cassim was an animal, what animal would he be? Hmm. A raccoon. No, I mean, take your time with it, Jamie. Maybe just take some time and think of something. Some more you know me. I'm like, or, a, I go like I go with my gut immediately. That's yeah, crazy. Sometimes Jamie. Or, or maybe sometimes an otter. Wrong. Yes. Mm, I can yeah. see you cutie. Like when they fold their little, they're like, you know, floating on their backs and their little paws are folded over. Just tell them, I know that you're just, you're putting it on, you're being cute for the camera. Just tell them what you really, what sort of like massive land animal, some sort of dangerous creature you think I am. Or perhaps no, a tiger. I'm going, or a, well, raccoons are rather dangerous. Jamie, that's what I had for me. For you, a raccoon? It's so weird. Out of all the whole animal kingdom, I had for me, I thought raccoon. Because like, you could look at them and they're like, oh, look, they seem nice and this. But then when you get one in a corner, like they get a little crazy. They get a little oh, dicey. Yeah, 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 yeah. What uh what do you think for me? I see you as one of those little um those little capuchin monkeys that they like have in India that the guys train to steal the wallets out of the tourists, you know? <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Nice little cute face, but but also highly trained and skilled. Yeah. Mm. Would do that face again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember a movie? Do you remember a movie called Rat, Rat Boy? Do you no. remember this movie from a long time ago called Rat Boy? You look like him when you do that. You look I like can't Rat Boy. believe you had this skill. <laughs> You're not watching this on YouTube. Rob is inflating his upper lip and it's giving him the appearance of a baboon. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. And you do that with your neck too. Um, I mean, now that you describe the raccoon the way you did, I can see how it would fit you very well. Um, I also see you as like some type of bird, like a big bird, like a eagle type bird. Like a bird of prey. Oh, a big bird. A big bird. What about me? I thought you would be a deer. Yeah, deer's good. Deer's good. A a doe, if you will. Okay. (laughs) A female deer. Yeah. I would say like some sort of, yeah, deer works very dainty, um, but, but, you know, uh, powerful when it needs to be tasty. I wouldn't know, you know, I wouldn't know. Never eaten deer. I have some sort of like slick cat, maybe a, a puma, 
Me? Yeah. So, but Ooh. like a. Oh wow. You know, just something. Like something maternal, that, but like it can be vicious if needed. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like a, yeah. a lioness. I see you on a on a branch, just like on, on the branch. You know, like. Oh, Jungle Book style. Yeah, Jungle Book style. Black, mm-hmm. jet black, sh- with a shine to you. You know, you're you're. See, I cast. I see you as one of those monkeys that pickpockets. Oh, racist a little bit. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard yeah. one thing I've liked from you today. Not Cassim, one. I I thought I either see you as um. Well, I already said I. You kind of look to me like the guy from Ice Age. Yes, he did the squirrel. Yeah, yeah. You look kind of like like that guy and then um so i think tom said christina p would be an ostrich i could i could maybe see you as an ostrich a little bit you see me as an ostrich what's yeah like you're like you're like pecking like a chicken yeah oh me oh chicken yeah oh my god one of the (laughs) one of the most one of the most ridiculous pictures i've ever taken in my life is when me and Kasim got the Airbnb and found out there were chickens in the back. And Kasim went and was like, take a picture of me with the chicken. And he, he picked up the chicken and he's holding him like this. And he's like, like, <laughs> he, he just has this face. Uh, Jamie, you have, did you Instagram the picture? No. Oh, no, we got a, you no, got I don't a, think it was a very flattering photo of me. It but. wasn't, but you, that was the face <laughs> you were making. What was I supposed to do? Like you were just like, I think you were like, cause you, you were trying to pick him up for a while. And when you finally got him, I think you were a little bit like proud, but also like he was a little gross. <laughs> so like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, once again, not a single thing here. I agree with, uh, <laughs> Animal wise. I, okay. I, okay. Cass, what about the ones? What about the, the meerkats that stand up in the, they all like. It's a good one. How about that? I, yep. Do I have a, like a nervous jittery energy? No, you that's have like a what neck I'm, thing. Like I'm feeling like there's like a neck thing with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you have you have that. Oh my God! Speaking of pictures, I've taken a cast. Sorry, but I mean this is this is uh, you know th- we should have a therapist on this episode. They would say we're we're picking on you for a reason. You know, like you you messed yeah. up. We're and a now you got, But we're not. But I'm not. Cool. Yeah. I'm I, not. I, maybe we maybe are. I didn't. Maybe not. Maybe I didn't have to read this apology because I don't know if it really did. It. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what came in the mail to Casim's house that I am so excited to get back to LA for my Helix mattress. I went to their website. I took a quiz. They sent me a mattress. And listen, our boy Kasim, he's a little more well-to-do than me. He's got a job. He's a big shot this this year. No, no. He goes, uh, well, hey, (laughs) shout out to the future. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, hey, I see the mattresses that like, you know, Rob's getting or maybe Jamie's getting. He goes, I... I want the big boy mattress. I want to mm-hmm. go. What is it called? The mid. What is it? My Helix Sleep. I have the Sunset Lux. Sunset Lux, guys. Look it up. That's what our boy yeah. Cass is sleeping. Yeah. On. Look, I. The reason is, is because I sleep on a a very popular um uh memory foam mattress I had before Helix, and I was like, well, I have a great mattress, and so if I upgrade or if I take the sponsorship, this mattress better be great. And they sent us these mattresses weeks ago. Um, so I needed to make sure that it was great and I've been sleeping on it and I have to tell you, I enjoy my helix mattress more than any other mattress I've had. Um, all I had to do was go online, take like a two minute quiz. It asked me what signs I sleep on. Is it a partner that sleeps with me? Do I want a firm soft? 
And at the end, it spit out the model mattress. All I did uh, from then on was just wait for it to show up in the mail and it comes in in a box. And so it's not like a giant thing and yours is being stored here. And, and if it wasn't in this box, I wouldn't have it here. You just <laughs> pull it out of the box, you slice the plastic and it just like in like kind of just inflates yep. itself and it's super easy um, and a, quite a painless process for something that used to be like a big deal going to the mattress store, like sitting and lying on stuff and having them deliver it. It was a whole to do. Not anymore with my Helix mattress. That's right. So just go to helixsleep.com slash pajama, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they will match you to a customized mattress that will give you literally the best sleep of your life, okay? So Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash pajama. Cutter Cutter helps me uh, mentally relax when I see him on the pod. You know what else does? Oh, what? Therapy. Better help. That's right. Therapy. Of course. Guys, we talk about therapy all the time, the benefits of it, how it's helped us. Um, and it's just, it's really cool to see how accessible therapy has become, especially now that I think that people are talking about, we're, we're erasing the stigmas, we're lifting the veil on what therapy, sh- who therapy should be for, when you should seek it out. It's something that's just, life is hard, man. And we all have, we all could use a little help and why yeah. not get better help? And we all talk about therapy on the pod. You guys know that I'm I'm a huge advocate of talk therapy. I was spending hundreds of dollars per session. Um, mm. Once I started using better help, which is significantly, significantly less uh, a, a month, I signed up. Um, I was matched with somebody within 48 hours. I had a session with that person. Here's the cool part. I just didn't vibe with the person. He was good. He was a little young for me. And I was like, I want somebody a little older. I sent uh, a message through the BetterHelp app. Within another 48 hours, I had a brand new therapist. And these aren't people that you just talk to once a week. My therapist is available all week. If I want to message him, he'll message me back. Um, It's brought uh, therapy uh, to me in a way that back in the day when you needed therapy, you had to like know somebody who knew someone who had like a great therapist. And then you had to like call and like do this whole dance so much easier streamlined. And they have so many people available for you. It would just be uh, a crime if you were looking for someone and you didn't start on better help. Yeah. Yeah. Casim uses BetterHelp like a dating app, guys. BetterHelp is a That's customized right. online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So, what an amazing part of it is, you don't have to see them on camera if you don't want to. So, if you have really embarrassing stuff to say and you don't even want to look at somebody in the eye, boom. It's like confession. Yes, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. And Pajama Pants listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash pajama. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash pajama. That's right. Now back to the pod. Rob, can I ask you a question? When you get an Airbnb, there's this very large plant behind you. Do they give you instructions to water it? Uh, sometimes they do, but also that's fake. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the, but like when me and Kazim had the Airbnb, there were chickens. There were like they full told of you stuff. how to take care of it. No, but they that... said the neighbor Rick was going to come over uh, like a couple times a week. Did and we there even were times see where... a guy that came when we were come there? Come on, I was hanging out with those chickens like three hours a day. Of course, I saw Rick. You saw Rick. Yeah. Because I asked Rick, I said, 
Rick, is it cool if I let the chickens out? And he goes, yeah, let them out all you want. He goes, but just if you're going to leave the house, make sure you put them in because like sometimes um, a coyote will come yeah. and like drag one out by its neck and this. And that's when I was like, oh, like I should probably just like put them inside when I go yeah. even inside. Because he's like, oh, like last week, one dragged one out right in the middle of the road and I watched him eat the chicken. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. Rick with the solid, solid notes. So we read some emails last week. Um, I, I'm looking at them. I don't really remember what we talked about with them. Do you guys want to? Yeah, let's do it. These emails again. Let's let's yeah. go back to this. And here, guys, we're actors, and we might have to watch ourselves act a little bit. And this is and, the most you'll ever see us act. Yeah, you might podcast. you might somebody might say something, and we might go, "Wow, that's so interesting." And yeah, off the top of it, we already know. You already heard it. Because I feel like a lot of these uh, questions kind of really tied into what we were um, talking about as far as topics on the pod. Like this one's about crypto. But let's, oh, let's, yes. Let's, and we talked about the metaverse. Do you think yeah, we should you, skip that? I, I started watching Ready Player One because you guys told me to. So I get it. Did you? Yeah. Okay. okay you started so let's, let's start, start saying that I had been explained the metaverse and that people were spending money on real estate in the metaverse. And mm. it really upset me. Um, <laughs> and you guys kind of explained to me, like Rob, you were explaining that this guy bought like a museum to sell NFTs and like people to pay to get in the museum. And then I was like, okay, I kind of get it. Like I understand how people make money. But I think my fear was like, people are going to rather live in the metaverse than in real life. And like, what does this mean for the our kids in the future. Um, so then you guys told me to watch ready player one with Bo, which we made about three quarters of the way through, but I kind of felt like I was understanding the metaverse. And then oddly enough, I don't know if you've seen that movie. Don't look up, but yeah, the guy that plays the creepy, like Steve jobs guy. Yeah. Mark Rylance. Mark Rylance is yeah. the creepy game creator in ready player one. Yeah. Yeah. He plays like, he's like Hollywood's go-to Asperger's actor. Yeah. They need somebody yes. to like pr- look like he has Asperger's. Don't look he's, you in the those eye. Those characters aren't too, they're kind of similar. You well, know, I the watched ready the movies one. a week apart and I was like, yeah. this is the same person. By the way, that that movie, if you haven't seen it, I people when they see a movie drop on Netflix, there's always that sort of like eh, it's probably not that good. I I really enjoyed Don't I Look Up. I do think it's probably one of the best movies I've seen all year. I thought it was very funny. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's 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 one of those movies that it's funny, it's well written, it's well acted. It's also a co- like social commentary, but mm-hmm. not like beating you over the head with it. it mm-hmm. It's it's sort of like what idiocracy did, um, but like a little more subtle and, and uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> we also talked about video games. Well, the way I started off the pod was saying, hey, Kasim, I checked into an Airbnb and guess what was under the TV. But now if I said guess what's under the TV, it's all fake because he already knows. Well, I know that, it was, you know, I guessed. He did uh, guess it. I guess Nintendo uh, Switch. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, what ended up happening was uh, we went back and forth for a little while. And then you said it was a Nintendo 64. It was a Nintendo 64. I looked under the... T- so I, I come in with like 
all my bags because I was coming here for a month, so I have so many bags. I put them down, and like the first thing I see is the N64, and I'm like, all right, I just start like plugging it in, like seeing what games are there, and I start, and there's this like giant pop, and this blue light like comes like in my face, and I and I pulled it out, and when I pulled it out, I don't know if it was already broken or not, but the wire like for the the part that like plugs in pulled out and there was like this big spark and I'm like oh my god so now like we had the pod to do I had to unpack I had to like see the place everything I'm like no I need to find the closest video game store that has a charging thing that I could buy because I know I'm going to want to play this and I just like went to uh can I ask you this uh, GameStop did the spark happen on the outlet or on the N64? No, on the N64. And then it, hap- it, it happened again because I looked and like the half of the plug was out. So when it would touch, the electricity would go through and there would be like a big spark. So, so you're thinking the whole N64 got fried. No, no, point. no. I just think the, the power cord, I see where it's broken. I see okay. where the power cord has like a uh, it's it's like ripped and I and I I was like oh, oh it's ripped so the part that's in the N sixty four is still connected but the cord is correct ripped. yeah I see okay and I could right, turn so the N sixty four yeah I would think that the whole like unit if I would have saw a spark was gone then I'm like oh I gotta buy this guy a fucking new N sixty four but uh, so you okay so you go outside and then you go where I went to uh, first I went to GameStop terrible like. Uh, it was. I think I was like the only person in there who never got a swirly. You know, like it was just a, every, a swirly. A you know, swirly in high school where they like dunk kids oh, in the toilet yeah. by their feet. Yeah. And uh, and I told you there was like a guy in there who was facetiming his son, and his son was like, "Dad, please, like, come home, like, I miss you." And the dad was just like looking at video games. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Where's your Where's your mom?" Like, uh, like, ask your mom. And the kid's like, please, dad, like, I want help with my homework. He's like, ask your mom. And the kid's like, just going through, like. Mm. You lost me. Mm. The other thing I said to uh, Miss Yami Lee was there is clothing. Yes. That you can buy in GameStop. And Jamie said, oh, but it's video game clothes. And I said, no, there's just clothes for p if and listen if you're buying clothes in gamestop like i don't know there's no hope for you for in my book like it's it's over like you have no you're living in the metaverse yeah or you should be yeah Yeah. you know for good go to the metaverse more money on your clothes in the metaverse than you are in the real world yeah let's talk about the metaverse a little bit. I'm going to read this email because it kind of all ties in. Um, yeah. And then we're going to get Rob's thoughts on crypto and the metaverse. Uh, this is from, and if you want to send us an email, by the way, send it to askpajamapants at gmail.com. And maybe we'll read it on the show. This one's from Rick. It says, hey guys, love the cast because of YMH, YHM, but he spent YHM, but it's YMH. Mm-hmm. In other casts, I got into years. Hadn't watched Sopranos until I heard this Started and loving it, but I did have a question for Rob. Looking to get into crypto. Not sure if this is the place to start. I need something. I have a little to start with, but willing to sacrifice if you feel there might be something there. I have two kids across the states and want to be able to do more for them. I'm 47 and living alone in Tennessee. They're in New Hampshire, and I'm not there for them, but they are doing okay. I feel the need to be around more for them. So after hearing a recent cast from you guys, I feel like I might be missing out on something. 
was hoping you could add some insight as to what I might be able to invest that might provide them with a positive future. I've lived paycheck to paycheck as many have, but it seems you may have a clue of how this works. Just looking for some insight. Um, and that's from Richard. So yeah. Okay. So Rob, maybe explain because, because I've, it seems like everyone I follow online is either like into crypto or NFTs and talking about the metaverse. I kind of understand what the metaverse is, but I'm sure there's somebody listening here who might not get it. Why, why doesn't he take the money that he has for crypto and move to New Hampshire and be closer to his kids? Well, there could be all kinds of reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's a great question. Maybe he has to live in Tennessee for work. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I feel like his presence would do more for those children than any money he could make. That's right. That's not Possibly crypto advice. Could. That's just life advice, Rick. Okay, so what? I, I am not a financial advisor. We are not financial advisors. You should not take financial advice from this podcast. And also, you should not take any medical advice from this podcast. Thank you. Um, but from, I try and listen to people who, cause listen, I don't think I'm smart enough to like when I played poker, I wasn't smart enough to, uh, innovate, like change the game. So I would watch videos of people who I felt like were changing the game. And I was like, wow, I want to be on the cutting edge and, and watch these people and learn from them. And this, so when I, got into crypto. That's what I did. And there's a guy named Michael Saylor, who I think his videos are great on YouTube. And then there's this other guy like Rao Paul. I forget exactly how that is a weird name, but his videos are great. But basically what these guys say is there's like two, you know, the, the shorthand version is there's two approaches. It's like, there are people who look at it, like they look at the stock market and go, like, I think some of the smartest people go, if you're going to go in the stock market, put your money in Amazon and Apple and Facebook and these things and just leave it alone. Don't look at it. 10 years from now, you're going to make money, period. Mm. And if you can leave it there for a long time, they believe it's going to go up. But they uh, also people are starting to say that like Ethereum is just as strong as Bitcoin. And there's things happening in the near future for Ethereum that they think is going to make it even more valuable than it already is, blah, blah, blah. Then there's other people who look at it and go, you can do it like people do the stock market and do it like penny stocks where you want you have 200 bucks and instead of turning that 200 bucks into maybe 250 in 6 months or or you know even 400 in this like you want to turn it into 10,000 and take the big risk and blah 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 so those people find like small low cap altcoins and they you know they they take chances and they take risks where for me, I'm not really uh, sure about that. It's definitely a gamble and blah, blah, blah. But again, I, I don't know a ton of shit about this. If I would just go and listen to people like Michael Saylor and watch their videos and take their uh, advice if you want. I, you know, I think that's well said. I think, um, you know, there's, I like what you said about, you know, when you're playing poker, you you couldn't, you know, make any major breakthroughs because there are just people way smarter that know what they're doing that are already doing that. And there's no shame in just like listening to somebody who knows more than you about something, you know? And, um, I think that's a skill that's useful for all kinds of stuff. And, and personally, when you talk to me about crypto, I listen and I am almost, I am so ready to dive into crypto head first. Personally, I think Ethereum sounds really interesting to me. Um, 
you know, and, and no bullshit aside, I see a lot of more Ethereum on my timeline than I do Bitcoin. What do you attribute yeah. that to? Is it because NFTs are using Ethereum more? It is and are NFTs something that I should be paying attention to? Or is that something that's kind of like a fad that's going to kind of come and go? Is the technology behind it, like the fact that it's on the blockchain, the more important part of NFTs? Yeah, I uh, I think, again, from the smartest people I listen to, what they feel about NFTs is it's going to be a lot like baseball cards. So it's like 20 years from now, of course, there's going to be some NFTs that are like, wow, you have that, you have the first crypto punk, or you have this thing that's worth so much money. But they're saying like 99% of them, like, you know, if, if like I have a huge baseball collection at my, uh, at somewhere, someone's house, if I went there and looked through 10,000 cards, there's probably two of them that's like, wow, these were worth holding on to mm -hmm. this whole time. And they're saying that's what they think uh, NFTs are, are going to be. But also they think like right now they're so hot that they're making them. Like my friend started an NFT company. So a bunch of my friends and I bought three of them each and they're $300 each. And that was two weeks ago. And now they're worth like $800. You know, so it's like, but, but you don't know, like, I'm like, they could be worth a dollar in a week because it's like, there's no, it's again, it's like a painting in somebody's house. Like who's to say, yeah. like that's worth, it's only worth what somebody's willing to pay you for it. Right. Right. It seems like, you know, a lot of rich people are just getting richer, um, which I don't have a problem with. Uh, but it does seem like a lot of these things are flash in the pans and, um, you know, nothing, I'm not knocking NFT. If you like NFT is cool. Good for you. I think there's some really cool stuff happening with the technology that, uh, will probably be like standard in the next, I don't know, decade or whatever it is, but yeah. But see, when you say there's a lot of rich people getting richer, I see like a lot of my friends who I grew up with also like my little brother who's like 19 years old, who's like, yo, I bought an Ethereum when it was like $700 and now it's worth $3,500. And then like, I'm seeing a lot of people who would, and especially during COVID that happened, but like, there's a lot of people who never would invest into anything because they see the stock market and it's hard to maybe get into and this, and they decided to buy crypto. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's great. And I actually agree with you. I really like Ethereum. And I, I think one of the reasons that Ethereum, uh, people like it is because people are intimidated by the price of Bitcoin. Like they see like Bitcoin's $40,000, like that's too high. It's not going to go higher and blah, blah, blah. And they see Ethereum and it's like 3,500. And we yeah. need to stop talking about this because Jamie's going to fall asleep. Um, Jamie, since I, we just, talked to, or are you freezing? Are you, I'm are you a freezing little bit solid? of both. Well, like Jack woke me up at five in the morning, but I'm very cold. But like this type of stuff makes my brain hurt. Like I'm listening and I'm understanding and I'm hearing you, but I, I, I check out. I'm sorry. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's boring. It's boring. It's boring. Look, and that's all the time we have to spend on it. I, I just wanted to see if you could articulate what the metaverse was from Tuesday to today. Somebody who yeah. didn't know what it was. And I would love to hear your explanation. So it's like a virtual world where now you can buy real estate, you can attend events, you can live a whole other life, essentially. And people are spending actual money 
within this metaverse. Like I said, whether it's for an experience, whether for its land. And the land part was really confusing to me because I was like, you can't fucking live in it. You're spending like a million dollars in real estate in the fucking internet. But it's, but when you explained it, Rob, where like a guy bought land and he opened a museum where you can walk in and view these NFTs and purchase them. Like it made sense to me. I was like, okay, so like essentially he's building a place where you can like, you know, it's a destination. So I get it. I think I guess for me, like not the actual like tangible like world, like the real 3D world, it was like concerning me, but I, but I get it. I think, you know, it's a slippery slope for me because I watch and you compare it to like the way Bo plays Roblox. And to me, it's like how he play, he hangs out with his friends. Like that's how I see it, but he might see it as something completely different. And like the fact that it could ever go so far where you would rather exist because you can reinvent yourself, right? In that world. And then and then we were talking about like, could you have another relationship? Could you cheat on your significant other in the metaverse? Like, you know, the sky's the limit. And I just feel like it could go in many places. And I probably sound like the old person now that's like, you know, it's getting too far away from us, but it's the future. I get it. Okay. So I, I have a question. We What we discussed was, would it be cheating if your mm-hmm. partner had a relationship on the metaverse and Jamie said yes and we all said yes, whatever. Here's my question. Jamie, let's say it's a Tuesday night. Like right now, you go back into your room and Cutter goes, hey, babe, I want to like, and you're like, oh my God, I'm falling asleep on the pot. Like, please, just I, I just want to go to bed. Jack woke me up at five. Like, this is going on. And he's like, okay, would you mind if, and listen, I understand a relationship is cheating, but what if he just went to like, the metaverse's red light district, walk down the street, he had the goggles on, he finds a hooker, he goes in, he gives her, you know, point one Ethereum, and they they fuck it out. No, I'd rather See, him jerk off to porn. Well, right, what, but what, what if what if he difference? says it's not enough and what if he says it's not enough anymore, babe? It's 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 not okay. What if what he if he wouldn't did, want me to do that? Okay, what if everything I said was the same, but when he went to the hooker, it wasn't a real person. It was a it was a robot. I know, but to me it's like you're still associating like sex with like another being. That's like But it's human. animated. I don't know. I don't think uh, he'd I, like it. There's no wrong answer. I just I really want to know. I want to know your thoughts. I think I'm going to ha- I'm fortunate that I'm hopefully going to be past the like hopefully we we won't be dabbling in that and that's something my kids are going to have to deal with but I don't think I could come around to that. I don't think so. What if Bo what if Bo's first serious girlfriend is like online only? <laughs> you know what I mean? What if she's like he brings her to you he's like hey I want you to meet my girlfriend you're like oh is she here he's like no you should put these goggles on her name's you know like Zizix. she's purple. Yeah, four, three. Like we you know. go all, all go out to dinner with our Oculuses on. Yeah, she's like, nice to meet you, Mrs. Dykstra, Ziegler Dykstra. How uh, cool to see you. And then you see her. She's just like, obviously, she's like half dinosaur because she can customize her avatar in any way. You know, everyone's just going to be whatever fucking 
You know, they've seen this show, the uh, Avatar show on Fox, a singing show. Have you seen that? Mass Singer? No, it's like a whole other one where they're oh. just they're they're full virtual people created by, you know, on a computer. But they're like got the ping pong ball suit on. And then there's like a real person backstage. Uh. And but they're doing all the real singing. But what the audience sees is just an avatar of the person. You know, that's what's going to be like. See, I feel like we've been talking about this shit forever, and now I feel like it's speeding up really fast, and it's happening really. It's gonna, fast. it's gonna happen. That's how it's gonna happen, man. Before you know it, we're all just gonna be fucking online. <sighs> I personally can't wait. You know, we we talked about sayings that we hate, and like we hate to hear people say this. And Casims was, oh, like you're, my person, you're my person. Yeah, mm-hmm. when a girl's like, oh, you're my person, like especially on The Bachelor. He hates it. I heard one the other day that drives me fucking nuts. And I forgot when somebody's like, oh, we'll touch base. Yeah, we'll circle back, we'll touch base. Yeah. Oh, when somebody says we'll touch base. And by the way, you know why I think I hate it? Because I think it's like, when I think about it, I'm like, isn't that like a baseball reference? But meanwhile, like the only people who say it are like women in like work like spaces, you know, like they're like, oh yeah, we touched base about that and like this. And I'm like, aren't you like ruining, is it a baseball reference? I don't think so. I have no idea. I have no idea where it comes from. That's a great, that's a great thing to look into. Let me see. Let me see if I can type it up while you're sitting here. I just, it's just, uh, Jamie, do you, can you think of any sayings that can Jamie, can you think of any sayings that really get under your skin when people are like, oh, I'm going to. So, but even like even like Cass, like, we're going to circle back or like put a pin in that. Like that kind of shit is just like, oh, I'm a like, that's, pin in. I hate it. Let's yeah. Let's parking lot that. Um, OK, so it says what is the term? Uh, what is the origin of the term touch base? According to phrase and Miriam Webster, the term touch base likely comes from the sport of baseball in the game of baseball. The runner and the fielders have to touch a base on the ground in order to be safe and record an out. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with what it means when you say it. I don't know. I, maybe it just means two people getting together to like sort something out. Do you know what I mean? See, Here's how I thought of it. When you're on first base and you lead a little bit, like sometimes they throw the ball to first base and you touch base just to kind of like, hey, hey, don't check don't, in. Don't, yeah, just like, mm-hmm. hey, don't, don't be, uh, you know, I see you there. Like, mm-hmm. like, hey, I, I know you're mm-hmm. there. I'm aware of you. Like what's going mm-hmm. on? So that's how mm-hmm. I thought of it. But OK, yeah, that could work. I don't know. That could work. We're doing we're doing real work on this pod. Um, I got here's an email. Uh, can I read an email for you guys? Please. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a gear shift. Um, this is from Isaac from Portland. And the subject is let's get dark. Hey, guys, long time listener from your first appearance on YMH. I went back and a shout out to our all our mommies out there. I went back and listened to every episode. You guys are too good. As a young guy, I really look up to Rob. And anytime you start telling a story from your life, I really take that shit in. Everything you say just resonates with me. The minimalism, doing shit on your own way. There's also that New York way that I really respect. I don't know how to describe it. New Yorkers just have this way and it's badass. You guys have talked about it. You're just 100% who you are at all times. All you guys are dope and I've seen these rich lives and you have these rich lives, not as in wealthy, but you've all experienced a lot. And I guess I just want to know about the craziest shit you've seen. Like I know Rob has seen things that he hasn't talked about yet. I remember you saying you've been in life-threatening situations before. I want to know those stories. Even Cassim, how far did your drinking take you? 
Jamie, you've been in show business for a long time and you don't have to be specific, but maybe you've seen stuff you weren't supposed to see. I hope you see this. I'm a huge fan. Isaac. Um, thanks, Isaac. Appreciate that uh, for the write-in. Look, my, my drinking, um, I will just go over this. We've talked about a lot of this stuff in the past, but I think a lot of people do enjoy when we sort of, um, you know, talk about every once in a while, because there's new listeners to the pod. Uh, I had, you know, my drinking took me to a place that where my, uh, on the outside, things looked real great for me. You know, I had just like bought a house and, um, you know, if you were looking at me objectively, Everything seemed to be going okay. Um, he was popular on the internet. He had money, whatever. But like on the inside, you know, all my interpersonal relationships were really just like uh, I was having trouble, like being intimate with close friends and family, and like I um, was had trouble managing um, like my my uh, like relationships with a girlfriend. Things were unmanageable for me. And I found myself kind of waking up doing the same thing every day, maybe even like swearing like, Oh, today I'm not going to drink. And then later on that night, I'll kind of just be finding myself drinking again. And it, you know, which is now looking at it is like kind of insane behavior, but um, people use the term you're a high bottom. Things, things got so bad for me that they were just bad. They were just my bottom. I don't know if I totally agree with that term, but yeah, I didn't go to jail. I didn't like, if you're looking for super scintillating stories of me running from the cops or anything like that didn't happen. Um, but it could have, if I would have stayed on that track, I could have, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, that's, that's essentially it for me. Robert, Jamie, do you guys have I, Well, I, I just want to know real quick, like uh, I, I, you would drink like seven days a week. Yeah. I drink every day. And it was always like Jack Daniels or because that's what I no, saw it, it changed. You know, it's funny because it changed after a while. Like, I think towards the end, I was on tequila because in my head, um, what was happening was I was told like tequila is the only one that isn't a depressant. It's the, I think it's true. It's the only alcohol that isn't a, a depressant. Yes. Yeah. And so because um, I would always drink and get really tired. And I was like, I had no energy. I had like there was no way I could stay up past 9 p.m. Um, I, I people wanted to like go out and hang out, and I was just like, dude, I'm gonna like just stay in, drink, and I'll be in bed by like nine, nine thirty. And when I started drinking tequila, I, I I had a little more energy, so I think I was like, and I wasn't consuming all the calories, so I was uh, that was that was towards the end. But like drinkers will go through like some people will go like i'm cutting out beer i'm just gonna do wine you know and mm -hmm. then some people just go like oh only hard liquor for me i'm not so there's all kinds of things that we try and do to make it feel like we're in control of a thing that we are you know have no control over by just dictating well i can't not drink but i will yeah. i will have a particular kind and that i i can control for a while but yeah i went through phases with it I got to a point where uh, I was only drinking tequila for so long that then when I would go, like let's say I went to somebody's birthday and it was an open bar and this and they didn't have tequila, I could drink for six hours and I wouldn't feel anything. Like I would just wow. be like, wow, I don't feel nothing. And then like, like let's say I had, you know, 12 like vodka on the rocks and I was like, nah, like I'm just not like whatever, I feel fine. Then I would have 
like one tequila on the rocks and I'd be buzzed. Like I'd be like, there it is. Like now we're, now we're moving. Like, because yeah. it was just, it was the only thing that would get me. Like I would, I would drink the vodka or drink other stuff and start. And I, it felt like heavy, you know, like I would just yeah. be like, all right. Like, like Jamie has said, the, the energy of a drunk is like very dense, you know, yes. like they're like, and they're on you. This where like the energy of somebody on like shrooms or something else is so like, light and like you're you're you know you're so aware of like what's going on around you and you just don't want to like you never want to inconvenience anybody where like if you're drunk and you step on someone's shoes it's like oh shut up like you know it's like well, you when you're on like psychedelics or anything or like even weed like you feel connected to things like you want to be connected to things and i find like with alcohol it's almost the opposite but for me like anytime i've ever gotten drunk and i think i guess this is why i don't really like drinking is that immediately, like when I start to feel the buzz and I'm talking, I'm like, Oh, I'm losing control. I'm losing control. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying too many things and I don't like what I'm saying. Like, and I can't get off that train and I just can't, I don't like that. And uh, mind you, other people will say to me, like, I don't know how you can be stoned and go out, Jamie. Like I get paranoid or I, you know, I say weird shit and I'm the opposite. Like when I'm stoned, I get like locked in and I'm all right and I'm with it and I'm Oh, I love when you're stoned. Yeah. Like, but with alcohol, I like when we just went to the Bahamas, I had one day where I was like, all right, I'm going to have some margaritas with my girlfriends at the pool. I'm going to do this. And I look after one, I was like a little buzz and I'm like, I get it. Like, this is fun. And then like after two, I was like, I have no, my ass is on Instagram and I have no control. She had a high bottom. What's coming out of my mouth. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Well, Isaac, hopefully that answers your uh, question. And I've been in uh, like life threatening situations and believe it or not, a lot of them had nothing to do with like drugs and, and alcohol of just like, um, I don't even know, like, I guess some were life threatening where it was like, holy shit, I can't believe like we made it out of that. But then like, you know, the, the closest I think I ever came to dying was when I was in a car accident and we were both sober. Like we had, yeah. I th- mm-hmm. think I was sober, but I know he was sober. He was driving and he, we had just been at a casino for like such a long time, stayed up, never slept. When I looked at him and he was just like just completely asleep. I looked forward in the headlights. All I saw was a tree and I was like, Mikey. And he like yanked the wheel and we just started rolling. It was fucking. And that was like, to me, that was where like, you know, it's almost one of those moments like where after it, you were still like, like Jamie's talked to me about these moments where like, you're like, am I dead? Mm -hmm. Like, because the car flipping was so crazy and everything was so nuts. And then after it, it was just like, okay, now we're back. And you don't feel pain. Like, I, I've had, you know, I've had three concussions in my life and I can think of like in those hits that I took or like, I still have like a very vivid memory of each of them. And there was zero pain. It's weird how like when your body is put in those types of situations, like the shock of it all, like it takes until your brain can register what happened. You literally feel no pain. What can you tell the three concussions? Mm -hmm. So the first one is so lame. I was in third grade and you know how in like the physical fitness test, you'd have to climb up the rope and reach to the top. You could either do the knotted one or the one without the knots. So I was the only girl that did the one without the knots. And when I came down to the bottom, you know, they have those like blue mats that Mm -hmm. they would put out on the gym floor. And I was so dramatic and I threw myself back like, oh my God, I did it. And I, 
misread how much mat I had left and oh. I threw, oh. and I hit my head directly back onto the floor. And I suffered from migraines as a kid, but I remember like later that day being telling my mom I have a really bad migraine and I was going to like dance class or something. And I started vomiting at my dance class and they took me to the hospital um, and I had a mild concussion. And then about a year or two later, um, I was ice skating and there was a white glove on the ice, like really in my peripheral, like I didn't register it. And I slipped on it so quickly that I couldn't put my hands down and I fell directly on the side of my face. And I remember I was cross-eyed for like 20 seconds. And then I went home. We didn't think anything of it. And then the next day at school, I got a migraine and started vomiting. I had another concussion. And then the third was, I wanted to say I was in seventh or eighth grade playing softball in gym in school. And a kid, I was pitching and the kid threw it to me. That was like, we made a play in the field and, and he was throwing it back to me. And I didn't know he was throwing it at me and it hit me really hard directly in the temple. Wow. See, you know what's funny is like I've been talking with people lately about when life like is really good and you always have to have that thing of like, oh, oh don't get, don't get too, uh-huh. like, like you, something's coming around the other, like, like, oh, hold on, hold on. Like when it's like, God, like, should you live that way or should you just be so open to like, no, everything's going to be great. But then you see people who don't get to live that way and you're like, this isn't fair. Like I shouldn't. So it's like this really weird thing. So, you know, in those moments, like the point is that reminded me of that. Like I'm the only girl who fucking got up to the top of the thing and look and like, like, Oh, I'm going to like, I'm the best. And then it's like, bang, concussion sick. And it's like, that's like, that's like a, you know, like a a life sometimes, you know, it's it's all perspective. I think you could, you could look at your life and, and look at moments of your life and, and recall it that way where it was like, it was good. And then that happened. It was good. And then that happened. Or you could, or you could look at it a completely different way. I feel like as I've gotten older and more spiritual and kind of really understood like what, like I wanted to have faith in, I guess I should say. It's allowed me to have a different perspective on my life where when the good things are coming, you know, and I think I have this perspective a little bit because Cutter's a little bit younger than me and he immediately is like always anxiety of like what, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys like what's bad's going to happen. And I'm just not like, I know that something's going to happen. Like that's just life. But I just, I ride that way. Like I don't, it's almost like when you when you get in a rhythm with the ocean and there's a really big wave and you're like, all right, I'm going to let myself get in this wave, but I know I'm going to be okay. Like that's how I approach my life now. Uh, I wasn't always this way, but it's like, it's good. It's good. And when it's good, I'm totally present and I feel it and I appreciate it, but I'm well aware that shit's going to come up, but I don't get pummeled by the shit so much anymore because it, it just it's just always going to kind of come back in and out, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think that's, yeah, that's great, great advice. I think that's the way to go through life. I, there's so many different analogies you, you can make yeah. about it, but it's like a couple of them are, you can be every time you like get into a relationship, are you going to bring in the baggage from your last relationship? Are you mm-hmm. always tensing up because your last 
uh, partner cheated on you or this happened? And are you going to bring that into your new relationship? And if you are, you're not kind of being fair to that person who's in in that relationship with you in that moment because you're bracing for this thing that happened, right? You are going to get concussed every once in a while, but are you going to go through life wearing a helmet the whole time? You can't, right? It's it's like when you go off-roading, you want to like strap in and you don't want to tense your body when you're going up over those things because that may, that's tiring for your body. But if you relax and let the harness do its job, then you're going through life on a smoother pace. You won't be as yeah. tired. Your body won't be as sore. Um, I think that's quality advice that we're giving on this pod towards the end. Really nice. The, the thing that I've been doing lately, like I've been trying to switch it up because I'm like, I couldn't figure out what the thing was. Is it like, just enjoy it and, and, and love it. And then like, don't worry about the bad thing. Or it's like, no, don't get too high because you don't want to come crashing down or ever. So what I've been doing lately is like, I just go into gratitude. So it's like, if something's going on, like the other day, I, my, my friends like, yo, you could come use the gym in my building. I go use the gym in his building. It was, and at first I wasn't going to go and I was like, I could just work out in my apartment. I'm like, no, you know what? I'm going to, because I was like, oh, I saw the Uber was like expensive. And I was like, ah, like, it's just, why would I pay that just to go to a gym? And then I'm like, no, you know what? I fucking need it. So I got in the Uber, went, used his gym, felt unreal. Like I was like, oh, I'm so grateful I did this. And when I was leaving, I ordered an Uber and I came outside of his building and like right as I was walking out, the Uber was pulling up. And like just that, like I was like, I'm so grateful like for my life, how good. And so like I just try and. You're in a flow. There's, there's, that's real. I think that that's real. I think like what what you just said, when you live in gratitude, it, it seems like shit's just showing up for you, but I think it's because you're just having that perspective. There's a there's this woman, Marian Williamson, who I really love, and I loved her books and her teachings, and she says the definition of a miracle is just a shift in perspective. That's all it is, and I truly believe that, and I, I think, Rob, that that's the key to it all is gratitude for yeah, all of this- it. The guy, uh, Sam Harris, who I do his meditations all the time, the thing that he says is like, no matter what you're dealing with, or obviously, unless it's like a, an illness or somebody family, deletes the podcast. Yeah, like a, a family member dying that like, you know, if you take like, you know, even if you say 10% of the horrible things, but like 90% of the horrible things are just an appearance in consciousness. Like, it's like, Just look at that as an object the same way like if you have a song stuck in your head or like how is that different than, uh, you know, being upset with somebody or something like like that. Like the things that we deal with on like a daily basis that aren't the, you know, 10% of like the major fucking things like where you just look at and go, you know what, like – like what I always tell people when, you know, like like something like Cutter, how Cutter can, you know, drive over and over on one thing and not let it go. And th- and you go, dude, you realize a year ago you were doing this exact same thing with something and you would have no idea what it was because it was meaningless. Like there when here's the thing, right? It's it's like Cutter gets obsessive over stuff that's out of his control. Like it's mm-hmm. like so it. It, what are you doing? Like, yeah, if it's, if it's in your control and you want to, yeah, whatever. But like, when it's like, Hey, what, like, like, Oh, my wedding is in seven days. What if it rains? It's like, yeah. Okay. Like we already yeah. put up a tent. So like, what are you? And then it's like every day, like, I don't, I'm just worried about it raining. But what I think is like, I think people's brains are different and they don't want to train it to not be that way. But I think a lot of people just latch on to, 
a thing like that to get them through the. Well, the, the familiar is safe. It yeah. actually feels like unsafe for them to feel comfortable sometimes. I mean, I get that. You know, I we all have our things right in our lives that that we are that way with. Some people feel comfortable like you, like riding in the wave, and some people want to be like tied down. They like, love the highs and lows. They uh, yeah. love the highs and lows. I get it. Yep. That's great advice. I, I love that. Um, I think it's time to wrap up. I think I want to close on this email because it's a nice, uplifting, positive email from a new uh, a viewer, listener. Um, it's from Matthew. He says, hey, guys, I recently found out about your podcast from Cass. I'm wearing the pajama pants hoodie on the last Attack of the Show of the Year. Uh, shout out to you, sir. I've watched several PJ videos on YouTube, and I've been hooked ever since. The chemistry between you three is incredible, and it makes the topics you talk about such a joy to listen to. Rob, admittedly, I don't I don't know a lot about your work, acting or otherwise, but the fact that you seem to lay it all out there and are totally honest about yourself during each pod is incredibly admirable. Jamie, like Rob, I'm not aware of your work, but from what I've learned via the pod, you seem to have overcome a lot in your life. And let's be honest, being a mom of boys is more than a full-time job that can be extremely thankless and extremely rewarding at the same time. Cast your friendships with people all around you always seem to be warm and genuine. My new goal in life is to be a friend like you and hopefully have a friend like you before it's over. I can't wait for 52 weeks of potting with pajama pants this year. All the best, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks to uh, everyone else that emailed us today. And um, look, guys, thanks for making this work this week. Uh, You guys really stepped up and I'm truly appreciative of that and glad we could do a pod and we really try and be consistent for, for you guys mm-hmm. out listening out there. So I hope you guys uh, appreciate it and we appreciate you and we'll see you in the next one. Bye guys. I, I got a bail, uh, Bye. but thank you so much for making it. happen. Oh, okay. You guys. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for holding you up. Cass. Yeah. Okay. Thanks guys. Son of a bitch. <laughs>